You are listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast about the world of screenwriting and screenwriters and anything to do with the television and movie business, the film business. My thesis for this episode is whether or not critics are useful or detrimental to the industry. Given what's going on with stuff like cancel culture and everyone being offended and PC culture, I would have to go with the latter. Now, I was working in the industry, and to not my surprise... I would have to say that critics or anyone critiquing your work, whether you're a seasoned professional or an aspiring professional, someone, and that's someone being the critic, is always looking for anything and everything wrong with your work and any reason to say no to you. I will reiterate this because I've done this in a previous episode. I will say that one in every ten films or TV shows get greenlit to be produced that have been written. So one out of every ten scripts for a TV show or a movie written only one of them gets lit. Green lit, that is. And if you don't know what green lit is, it's the approval, it's the go-ahead to get into production. That's what it means. But my thesis is whether or not the critics involved in green lighting the project be it a television show or a movie, whether they're being helpful or hurtful, or helpful or detrimental. Like I said, I'm going to go with the latter because of what I said before. And what I've also done, what I'm also going to do, is I am going to categorize the critics. You see, the difference... When you're listening to me on my podcast, the the difference with me as opposed to other people's podcasts is I am the type of person who is going to critique the critic. Someone has to be held accountable when it comes to the critics because they can say whatever shit they want. They can say whatever... Yes, they want and not be held accountable for it. Example. When Elvis Presley was aspiring to be a musician, guess what the critics told him? They told him, get out of here, kid. You ain't got any talent or you're not going to make it in the industry. Look where he is now. We are were looking at 
the future king of rock and roll in the making. And he is currently the king of rock and roll. So, in that instance, the critics were wrong. Now, don't get me wrong. There are TV shows and movies that are worth criticizing. They're not worth the audience's time. That is the only exception there. But the category of critics that I'm going to give to you should give you some idea of how to identify a critic that is doing a good job, a great job, or a terrible job. So, with the same titles, the categories are the great critic, the so-so good critic, and of course, there's the terrible critic. I'm going to start off with the great critic because they are rare, and anybody who is an aspiring screenwriter or an aspiring professional, it's a little tough to identify and tough to get a hold of. What these people do is they give constructive criticism. They start off with the positive, segue into the negative, meaning they would segue into parts that didn't work after they tell you what worked. And then, if the project has been completed, they'll give you suggestions on how to improve your next one. They will give you suggestions on not just improving your next one, but they will also give you suggestions on how to improve your current project if it is still in development. Their feedback is pretty constructive, extremely helpful, even though some creative professionals will take it unhelpful or will react badly to it. The next category of critics is a hit and miss, depending on who you are. That's the so-so good kind of critic. What they will do is they will lead with mostly good points, what they loved, mostly. There will be very little constructive criticism or no constructive criticism at all. They will be critiquing you in a way that's unhelpful, not really helpful to you. And they won't really be giving any useful suggestions, but that sort of thing, because they try to soften the blow, so to speak. And like I said, depending on who you are, it is a hit and a miss. Now the third category of critic, these are the idiots you really need to be staying away from. Yes, I use that term very loosely. Basically, what these terrible critics do they start off by the get-go, the negative, what they hate, and they will complain, complain, complain about every, anything and everything. And they will offer no constructive criticism. 
The only type of criticism they will offer is the destructive kind. And they are extremely biased, extremely hateful towards a certain group and extremely political, I might add. So, these are the people you need to stay away from, but unfortunately, these are the people who are in the majority in the industry, and it's really a wild, wild west out there. So, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to take a break. I'm going to give you some tips after I give you a couple of examples of films that have been heavily criticized, which do not deserve that sort of criticism. And then we will close the show with a quote or an expression that I've made up and you're not going to believe the source, how I came up with it, but stay tuned for that after the break. Learn the craft of screenwriting with the guys at ScreenwritingU.com. They have free classes for you to test the waters, and then they have the Pro Series courses, which are the flagship of the Screenwriting U courses. Owner and founder is actually an expert in the industry, and you get to learn not only the craft of screenwriting, but also the business of screenwriting. So what are you waiting for? Inquire today at screenwritingu.com. That's screenwritingu with a capital U dot com. Welcome back. Now, before the break, I told you about the three categories of critics that are there in the industry and who you should be seeking after. But I'm going to give you a couple of examples to prove my thesis that there are mostly terrible critics in the industry. And a couple of examples that I'm going to use comes from the DC Universe range of films. One is Man of Steel, and the other is Batman v Superman. Basically, in Batman v Superman, after watching it, I try to verify the problems that the critics were talking about, because that film got terrible scores in Rotten Tomatoes, now which I do suggest that you stay away from Rotten Tomatoes because, quite frankly, they are rotten. Pun intended. And what's really happening here is in Batman v Superman, the story is being told by Zack Snyder from Batman's perspective. So everything that we were seeing 
is from Batman's perspective. And trust me, there was a character arc with Batman by the end. Also, the critics did give a terrible rating, which is undeserved. I would suggest go watch it yourself, judge it for yourself, instead of relying on critics or someone else to tell you whether it's good or not. I know it's an expensive exercise, but that is the best way for you to determine whether a film or TV show is good or bad. The second film, I'm just going to touch base with it, people kept complaining that the opening for The Man of Steel was too long. Bull, you know what? Because the setup is supposed to be 20 to 30 minutes long for a two-hour movie or greater than a two-hour movie. Now, if this was a movie that was greater than two hours, then it would make sense that it was a 20-minute introduction or a 20-minute setup. Now, I would also point out that the last installment for The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, the ending did drag on, but it was a great movie. It was well received, but the ending was long. Despite the ending being 20 minutes long, it was a payoff, and nobody bothered. But, for some reason, this is the case. So, in conclusion, or rather in my mid-conclusion, my midpoint here is some people love DC Universe type movies, which is the dark kind. That's their taste. That's the type of style that DC is going for. I have no problem with that. And I also don't have a problem with people going for the lighter tone, which is the Marvel Universe movies. No issues there. They both have their qualities, their styles. People either love them or hate them. No problems there. So, having said all this, what are my recommendations? If most of the critics are doing a poor job of critiquing, I would recommend this experiment. You try this experiment. I know it's going to be expensive, but try this on for size. Are you ready? Pick five movies that have been heavily criticized and pick five movies that have been heavily praised. And I guarantee you that the ones that were heavily criticized will be the ones that are great, that are of quality. 
And same can be said for the ones that are heavily praised. These are the movies that are not so great. They are poor quality. They shouldn't be getting the praise that they deserve. They don't deserve the praise they were getting. So, with that, my conclusion is that critics in the film and television business are totally detrimental given how today's society is working. So, what I'm going to do is... I'm going to close it off right there with that thesis because I have critiqued not only two movies that I feel that are of quality, but I will also acknowledge that there are movies that shouldn't deserve the praise they've gotten and they shouldn't deserve the recommendations that they should have gotten or the popularity that they've gotten I will say that sometimes the heavily criticized films or TV shows that is deserved some of the TV shows and movies do you deserve said heavy criticism? But, like I said, it is hard to tell. So with that being said, let's move on to this little expression that I made up in the honor of Naya Rivera, who starred in the popular TV show Glee. The musical show Glee. So if you're not aware, this actress passed away recently. And when the cast of Glee reunited, they reunited with the help or with the organization of GLAD. That's the acronym. It's not G A or G-L-A-D, it's G-L-A-A-A-D. Gays and lesbians against defamation. So, that expression is, I'm going to Santana Lopez this whole thing. I'm going to Santana Lopez this whole thing. Now, Santana Lopez is actually a character, Naya's character, on Glee, and she was a badass. She was ruthless, she was honest, insolent, but honest. So, I'm going to Santana Lopez this whole thing means... You're going to blow this thing wide open, or I'm going to blow this thing wide open, or I'm going to expose whatever atrocity or atrocities that are being committed, and I'm going to be brutally honest. So those are the three meanings. 
So the first one is you're going to blow this thing wide open. You're going to expose the atrocity or atrocities committed by someone. And you are going to be brutally honest. So that expression again, I'm going to Santana Lopez this whole thing. I'm going to Santana Lopez this whole thing. So with that being said, this is Jared Dean Winchester. Thank you for listening to this episode of Saturdays with the Story Dude. And until I see you again, don't forget to turn that page.